So this is John Ortberg. We're talking about being renovated from the heart, Dallas Willard's book, and talking these days about our relationships with other people. So I thought, well, I should talk to somebody I'm in a relationship with. <laughs> and that's my friend, Jimmy Miato. Jimmy, I'm really grateful for you spending a few minutes with me. Yeah, it's the best, always fun with you. It is, we're just in between meetings. And so we thought we'd take a couple of minutes right now to talk about what Dallas discovers um, this is so, so, so brilliant. He's talking about uh, what does relational wholeness or wellness look like? Uh, what does a flourishing relationship look like? And Jimmy, I've learned that so much from you, with you over the last 30 years. So I thought I'd walk through Dallas on pages 194 and following, talks about four different marks or characteristics of a redeemed relationship. And they are so much better than relationships the way we usually yeah. live them. Yeah. And... Um, uh, I've learned them a lot through you in our early days in Chicago. I remember when we decided we would get together for lunch once a week. Yeah. And that became a really formative part of my life. So I'll read each and then you can reflect and we can talk about them. Uh, receiving God's vision of our wholeness in Him. Dallas writes, The first main element in the transformed social dimension is for the individuals to come to see themselves whole as God himself sees them. Such a vision sets them beyond the wounds and limitations they have received in their past relations to others. It is this vision of oneself. We talk a lot about vision, but not necessarily a lot about what is your vision of you, vision of oneself from God's point of view. Mm. Well, John, that the first time you shared that with me yes. in one of those lunches, yeah. that was the first time that I, I just got the concept of the social dimension of my life mm. is actually a reflection of the health of my soul. That is wow. like, like that is a part of my personhood, my soul. I never saw it that way. Wow. But when I started to see all the different dimensions of the soul that you were, you know, talking to me about, um, you know, I began to see that, that try as we may, a broken, yes. hurting, yep. wounded soul doesn't keep to itself. It affects well, everybody we're with. And, and, and so this is what Dallas talks about. Uh, it's a vision of oneself from God's point of view that makes it possible to regard oneself as blessed no matter what has happened. Our life in Him is whole and blessed no matter what has or has not been done to us, no matter how shamefully our human circles of sufficiency have been violated. And Jimmy, I was thinking from one perspective, you know, you lead a billion dollar organization, Compassion. You were an Olympian athlete, um, Harvard student, and uh, those all look so impressive and they are, but I know there are wounds too. And uh, how have you found woundedness in your life and how has that impacted your relationships for better or for worse? Well, my parents moved 41 times in 63 years of marriage. Wow. Uh, I, I was in six countries before I celebrated my first birthday. I grew up in 
17 different homes, houses, apartments, whatever. So I was always the new kid on the block. Mm -hmm. And wherever we would go, my parents always put us in American schools. And wherever I was, I was never on the inside. Mm -hmm. I was always on the outside, wanting to be on the inside. If we were in Bolivia, the Americans thought I was Bolivian. If we were in Nicaragua, they thought I was Nicaraguan. And you talk about third culture kids, I feel like I'm a sixth culture kid. Uh, So always being on the outside, wanting to be on the inside, creates wounds that you try to make up for. And so for me to try to achieve, to even a lot of the drive that led to some of you know, those achievements were, were in part uh, driven by that little kid wanting to be seen. And, um, and the faster I could achieve, the more that little kid would be seen and be wanted by that group that was on the inside. No, and it's such an amazing thing because I look at you and see all the achievements and even though you say it to me, it's just hard to imagine you feeling like an outsider looking in. But I know that's deeply there. No, I distinctly remember the memory going into seventh grade and thinking there is a system and it was not built for me. Yeah. But I'm going to have to learn to be successful in it. Yeah. And I think uh, just that thought of um, like we get to be inside with each other and somehow we're inside with God and what we're so hungry for is um, being on the inside and and God made us for that and wants us to have that. So thank you for saying that. Here's the second one. Uh, this is something that I don't wrestle with at all, but you probably do. Dallas writes, defensiveness gone. I wish so much Nancy was here <laughs> so she could testify to the extent that I have just been liberated from all defensiveness. But Thank God I can talk about it with you. The second element in the spiritually transformed social dimension is abandonment of all defensiveness. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) This, of course, would occur only in a social context where Christ dwells, that is, among his special people. But it is natural it would occur in the absence of attack and withdrawal, whatever that may be, or where we have an impregnable defense against it. This abandonment of defensiveness, gosh, just those words, includes a willingness to be known in our most intimate relationships for who we really are. It would include the abandonment of all practices of self-justification, evasiveness, and deceit, as well as manipulation. What do you think? Well, um... I know Leanne's watching this, so I'm already fearing what she's going to put in the chat. <laughs> like, no, that's not true. No, but it was not Leanne too long Jimmy's ago. Leanne is Jimmy's wife, in case you didn't guess. <laughs> right, oh yeah. So it was not too long ago, I actually told Leanne that, that defensiveness was really the my where I need to grow a lot. And I just get defensive so quickly, and particularly with her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it, it's like the, the most obvious sign to me of my brokenness at a soul level. And I told her, I said, you know, that, that is my growth edge there is to totally be released of defensiveness and to, um, because of that wounding that we talked about earlier yeah. of, of wanting to be seen. So if I'll do something and Leanne and I love working on projects together and um but if i do something and if her reaction isn't like 
wow, that's amazing, Jimmy. No one in the world can do it like that. That's just unbelievable. If it's not that, uh-huh. then it's like I get totally defensive, shut down, shut her out. So right now, Leanne is writing in the comments, this is the most unbelievably brilliant interview I have ever heard. So, well, because she knows how true it is and how quickly I can go go to be defensive because you go, well, that's not just and that's not fair. And then, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I should be appreciated. And, and you get a very or I get a very self-centered um, view of the world when the world doesn't behave the way I want it to to soothe what I'm wanting and my wounds and, and expectations. Oh, yeah. And it's so strange how uh, because I do wrestle with defensiveness so much. And uh, the only way to be close is um, transparency and risking being known. Yeah. You know what I found? Like, I'm not defensive at all at work for the most part. Mm. It's the people that you're most intimate with that that I feel like yeah. I am most easily defensive yeah. with. Yes. And why is that the case? Like, these are the people you love and they love you the most. And yet... Those are the ones that I have the quickest uh, knee-jerk reaction yep. to to defend myself, um, and 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 to attack or withdraw. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I've thought about that because I'm the same way. Although I can get quite defensive at work, but I think in a weird way, um, the more I'm afraid and want everything to work out well, the less defensive I will be, or at least I won't show that I'm defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I want things to yeah. turn out right. Yeah. But actually, when I get comfortable, it's a little bit sad. It's almost like that defensiveness can come out more. Yeah, than yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. think about, uh, I remember 20 years ago, uh, having to apologize for you when we left Chicago. And that was a real difficult, lot of fraught dynamics. And I didn't share with you before we decided to leave that journey. Mm. And part of it was because uh, I, I was afraid if the powers that be asked you, did you know about John thinking about this and didn't tell anybody? I didn't want you to get in trouble for that. But I realized afterwards you would much rather have gotten in trouble for that. Yeah. And have shared that journey with me. Yeah. And uh, it made me wish so much I would have taken that step of um, being able to share that together with you. And I think, how often have I missed out on closeness with people because I just do this? Yeah. So, um, man. Well, and I, you know, I I remember that that season. And, um, you know, I did want to be a part of that process for sure. And and I I think when, in terms of when I get defensive, um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to um, like defend my rights. Yep. Yep. I deserve this. Yes. I'm entitled to this. Yep. And they should know that too. They should. And, uh, and, and, and I find that when I am in my best self and I can be released. And for me, actually two of the spiritual disciplines that I engage because of the way I grew up and woundedness, mm-hmm. people pleasing and image management yeah. are very, um, are, are, are dark areas for me to easily fall into and my spiritual disciplines around that are to try to abstain from image management mm. and people pleasing so good and it it's um 
a wonderful thing when someone says something and I don't, I'm not coming off very well to hold my tongue and let it go, feel the sting of that, yeah. but then feel a moment of joy afterwards to say, hey, if, but for that one moment, mm -hmm. I was not a slave to image management. So today, do not be a slave to your image or what other people think. Take a deep breath, let it go, let God defend you, move towards other people in openness, release all defensiveness. See how it goes. See you next time.